Welcome to Big Hospitality's latest United We Stand podcast. Today we're talking to prominent West London restaurateur Sam Harrison, who launched Sam's Riverside late last year. So how are you doing today, Sam? Hi, Joe. Um, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling much better this week because I'm actually back physically in my restaurant. Um, I've been in every day since Monday. Uh, I've got Harvey, my head chef, and his sous chef in the kitchen cooking. Um, so it kind of feels, well, we all feel a lot more pe- positive, upbeat and, um, you know, uh, light at the end of the tunnel. We're, 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 we're back where we want to be. Great. And um, we hear you've got, obviously, you're, you're planning to, to reopen pretty much as soon as possible. And, and you're also sort of adding an extra string to your bow with this uh, oyster terrace. Is that if I got the name right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a seafood terrace, I guess. Um yeah, no, we're, uh, we're hoping to open 4th of July, and um, that seems to be the date, um, the earliest they're going to allow us to. So, yeah, we're, we're gearing up for that. Um, we'd always intended to open a, a terrace this summer, which we didn't open when we opened the restaurant in November. Um, so now, yeah, we, we're just going to make us, I think, there's an opportunity for a bit of celebration of the rest of the summer. Uh, a celebration for hopefully some return to some form of normality. So we thought we'd try and open with a bit of a bang um, and have a sort of yeah champagne and seafood terrace bar outside uh, and encourage people to yeah come and come and celebrate with us. And will that run in tandem to to the inside restaurants, or, or, or will it only be that? No, no. Uh, well, I mean, uh, let, let's wait and see what the. The final sort of guidelines are, but, but uh, I'd love to be able to open that alongside the restaurant inside. Uh, the menu will will run a similar menu in in both um, outside and and inside. Um, but I guess focusing on on being outside, being in the sunshine, being by the river. Listen, I, I count myself very fortunate because our restaurant space normally we can sit a um, hundred people sort of uh, 120 including the bar we've got 4000 4, square feet it's big it's bright and airy it's, it's right by the river so so i know that i can make social physical distancing whatever we're calling it um work probably better than than a lot of people um so yeah no, I, I intend to get uh, outside opening and inside as quickly as we can and what about um, social distancing back of house? I mean, that, that's being talked about a bit less, but it is a bit of a challenge in 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 in, e- in even quite large kitchens. Have you sort of looked at that and and, and worked out how that might could work? Uh, ab- absolutely, Joe. And uh, again, you know, I, I can only talk about um, my situation. And, and again, we're fortunate. We, you know, we have a large kitchen. We, we would normally have. Um, eight chefs on a, a full capacity service um, so when we reopen we're intending to, to open with four um, and we've done all the, the measurements and the plans they, they can all have uh, their own working area uh, they've all got their own hand base in the, their own prep area you know we're fortunate to have that space I know a lot of people don't um, we also have two passes we have a cold pass and a hot pass so, you know, we can probably get as close to two meters and make it work as anybody can. But, but of course, you know, chefs, there has to be some crossing, passing, working together in the kitchen. Um, but, but I think if you can show, hopefully, 
that the latest seems to be that if you can show that you've done risk assessments, you've looked at your systems and procedures, um, I, you know, I, I think you can't do much more than that. And how will it, obviously, you're potentially going to have a, a lot of people on the terrace and, and quite a few people in the restaurants. With four chefs, that seems like a, a bit of a, t- a tall order. Are you going to, does that mean a sort of simplified, trimmed down menu? How's that going to work? Yeah, listen, absolutely. absolutely. Listen, I, I think we'll end up, with, um, you know, we're all still, if it's one metre, one and a half, two metres, but based, this, based on two metres, I think we'll be able to sit, 30 people outside and 40 people inside, but we will be very much staggering bookings. Um, so, you know, people will um, be arriving at different times, even less that you know, normally we would have had about 20 covers uh, arriving every half an hour. I haven't quite worked out, but we'll, that's probably going to drop to sort of 10 covers. Yes, we're opening with, with four chefs, one just because we're, uh, we're not going to be, no, chance of doing the volume of sales that we were before and yes we are going to be running a reduced menu with with, again with you know a focus for us on seafood outside and then alongside some of our sort of key dishes um so so that we can do those potentially 70 80 covers with with four chefs you did a crowdfunding campaign, um, which I know we talked about before. But um, tell me a bit how that how that's gone. It's, it's gone very well for you, hasn't it? Uh, it, it has, Joe. Yeah, no, we had, we had a great response. Um, we realised pretty early on that we didn't think we were going to be eligible, and we haven't been for any of the government loans. Um, we are too new a business, so we, we don't have enough trading history. And uh, like all of us, cash is king, um, and um, Particularly right at the beginning, um, when, when we closed, like most operators, our, our main concern was our team. Um, the furlough hadn't even been um, discussed at that point. Um, and our worry was how were we going to pay people uh, for March um, and April? Um, so, so we set up a, a pledge page um, and basically people were pledging for a voucher for when we reopen. Um, and as of today, we're at about 57,000. Um, so, it, it, I mean, initially it meant that we could pay our staff uh, March in full because furlough didn't exist at that stage. It didn't come through till, till May. Uh, we were able to pay some of our suppliers. Um, and, and now we've also got uh, some cash flow to help us uh, reopen um, you know, because we're all going to need cash to reopen the, the door. But, but I think the, the biggest, I mean, obviously the cash is crucial, but, but actually it's just been an amazing sort of vote of confidence from our customers uh, saying, you know, we're here, we're ready, we, we want you to reopen. Uh, and, and I think for all of us that, that's kind of been um, just, just amazing, very touching. Yeah, absolutely. There must be a lot of cost implications for reopening a restaurant. I mean, not not least refilling the the, the fridges and, and switching things on, and, and presumably a, a thorough deep clean. What what other costs are you um, having to account for that were perhaps less obvious? I mean, we're going to do a lot of our sort of um, reopening training online, and we're, we're sort of put, putting that together. But you know, you know, we're we're a a small independent restaurant team it's my business partner and i trying to do everything 
And, you know, we don't have a training department or a health and safety department or a risk assessment department. Um, so, you know, there will be a cost to get that team, to get our team back in. If, I mean, if we can open on um, Saturday, July the 4th, we, you know, we've got to get most of the team in back in early that week for training. Um, the chefs need to be in the kitchen training on the new menu, prepping on the, uh, so that we can open on Saturday front of house. Yes, we can do quite a lot of that training front uh, on um, remotely, but I think we need them back in here so we can walk through the physicality of how we're going to operate. Does it? Does it feel, obviously you, you've launched a few restaurants in, in your time? Does it? Does it feel like a, a the launch of a, of a new restaurant to some extent? Is that how you're approaching it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I think it does. Uh, we are treating it like a, a new opening, and. Um, I'm, 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 I'm genuinely excited. Um, I mean, uh, I'm not very good at sitting around doing nothing. I'm not very good at um, uh, business planning. And, uh, you know, obviously I've said cash is king and we've been doing a lot of cash analysis, but I'm, I'm, I'm my happiest when I'm on the floor uh, looking after customers. And I, and I can see myself doing that shortly. Uh, and, I, you know, again, I'm... I, I feel very sorry for restaurants, lots of my good friends who just aren't going to be able to open in July, but, but I have an opportunity and I think um, we've got to jump at that. Uh, and I think there are a lot of people who are going to be gagging to come out again. Um, and if you can provide them the right safe environment um, and they have trust in you, that there is going to be an opportunity. So yes, we're, we're going to try and grab that and, and run with it. And um, in terms of guidelines, obviously there is there is, there is amazingly there is still a, a, you know real lack of of clarity from government on, on exactly what the rules are going to be. I mean, with that in mind, how how are you? Obviously, you you're putting plans in place. What are you basing your plans on? Um, I, I have a, a younger brother who's involved with restaurants in Hong Kong, so he's been sending me quite a lot of information. Um, I mean, like, like all of us, we've probably become a bit too obsessed with the news and um, all the rumours and stories that are, uh, and guidelines are flying around. My uh, designers, um, Design LSM, they, they've been working very heavily sort of in, in the background, not just for me, but for other clients, building as much information as they can um, sort of from European countries that have opened from Hong Kong, um, and just taking ed an educated guess on what these guidelines might be like. Uh, I mean, they released guidelines for retail three weeks before um, shops can open next week. If we can open on the 4th, doesn't that mean they have to release them by the end of this week for restaurants? Is that going to happen? Um, so I think we've got to make some sensible, if you want to open on the 4th, we've got to make some sort of educated, sensible guesses ourselves. Uh, and that's that's what we've been trying to do. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have to adjust them over the next couple of weeks, but um, I just want to be as ready as we can be. We, you know, we, we've got the time, so um, let's use it. And have you, does that presumably mean you've done sort of front of house, you know, setups based on one and two meters? Yeah, no, we we, we have. We've sort of we've done plans, um, floor plans, and visual plans. Um, and, and, and obviously what that physically means in terms of tables, customers, flow of customers, flow of staff, 
directional, how customers get to the lose, how we manage the, the toilet situation, um, entry door, exit door. Yeah, I mean, we've sort of looked at it all for, for one meter and two meter. Um, and, and then when, you know, when the guidelines are released, hopefully we're ready to go. But, but I, also, I also, I'm hoping that that work um, and those plans and, and that sort of visual aspect that we'll be able to provide um, will be good for our customers as well. Um, I mean, you know, we've, we've already got a lot of inquiries coming in for reservations, which is great um, from the 4th of July onwards. But I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be very nervous about coming out again. So everything we can do to, to, to win their trust and confidence, I think, can only be a positive. And, and can you tell us a little bit more about, about the menu you're going to be opening up with? So I, I guess our, our opening menus for the restaurant, because you know, we were only here for four months, uh, had uh, a shellfish section. Um, uh, we then had uh, you know traditional starters, probably eight or nine a day, mains, nine or ten, and desserts. The new opening menu will have a heavier focus on uh, shellfish, so, um, probably uh, two oysters, two, a choice of two oysters every day, uh, a selection of, of shellfish, uh, almost like a what we're probably going to call a shuckers platter, so um, like a three de mer, but our sort of take on that, depending on what's available on the day. Um, and alongside that, uh, we're going to do a great lobster roll, a great burger, which we've never done before, some great summer salads, probably a very, you know a nice simple grilled fish dish. Um, so, so quite a small menu. I mean, half of it shellfish, and then probably five more substantial dishes. Um, and I th- I'm hoping that I think that'll be enough to start with, enough of a sort of celebration of of summer and the best of British produce. Um, and I mean, the, the real, um, you know, as I said, we're, we're fortunate. We do seem to have reservations coming in, uh, which is great and encouraging. But just nobody really knows if we turn that tap on the 4th of July, uh, what will the volume of business be? Um, so I think we've got to start it small and contained and sort of build it from there. What about, what, what do you, obviously the, the, the model for, for most restaurants, or certainly most restaurants like yours, is going to be reservations. I mean, I mean walk-ins seem, seem less, less viable at the moment. With, with that in mind and, and with having outdoor space, obviously that's weather dependent. How, how, does that, how are you going to make that work? Because that's one of the big challenges about, about fresco dining, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think we're not, obviously we, we, uh, we won't book outside. So if, if we'll, we'll book inside um, and we'll probably have to make a call every day and maybe even before each service whether we actually open open the terrace um, because we you know normally I guess if you had 30 people before, sitting outside before COVID worst case you move them into the bar and uh, it's a bit tight but it's okay we're not going to be able to do that so I, I, I think yes we will make a call every day on whether we actually open outside um, and um, use some clever tech um, to tell us the chances of rain um, and it, you know, it, it will be, it won't be for walk-ins. It'll probably be for, you know, first come, we'll get a table outside. And, and finally, tell us a little bit about your, um, this quiz night project that you have. I don't know, has it, has it started? Is it, is it about to launch? 
so yeah, we, we've got the we're listen, this this um our, our pledge page is is kind of our lifeline for reopening. Um and uh, we're very fortunate that we have a few um uh celebrities who become sort of regulars at the restaurants already who live in, in West London. Um and they very kindly said, why don't we put a couple of quiz nights together to raise um, profile for your pledge. Um, also your reopening, let's get people excited about your reopening. And let's also uh, raise money for a, a charity that's important to us all. Um, and it's a, a charity called Charlie Waller Memorial Trust. Uh, which is uh, a family-run charity, friends of mine. It's it's a mental health charity. They do brilliant work uh, on mental health awareness, um, something I'm very passionate about, um, and, and I feel is really important not only for our industry but for the creative arts as well, um, and and pretty damn important in normal times and and in the current world even more important. Uh, so yeah, we we've got these two nights. First is Tuesday the 16th, and the second is. Um, uh, Monday the 29th, the, the first one we've got um, Ian Morris, who is the creator of uh, The Inbetweeners. He's hosting, and we've got um, uh, Anton Deck um, wow. are doing a round for us. Uh, we've got William Sipwell doing a food and drink round, uh, and, and a few other special guests. And then the second night, Tuesday the 29th, um, David Tennant is amazingly hosting it for us. Um, he lives pretty close to the, re the restaurant, uh, and he's lined up some friends of his, including um, Saran Jones, uh, Connor Swindells, um, and we've got Tom Parker Bowles doing a food and drink round. Um, so listen, I mean, they're, they're, they're fun, um, and uh, hopefully they raise a bit, a bit of money for this great charity as well, um, and awareness for, for you know us reopening. Sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for, for, for joining us, Sam. Thanks, Joe.